mouse and wings and a 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 mouse are we talking to each other or to the I don't know many fans? Many Hi guys! Fans. Hi everybody! Hey, oh, we're getting you. some love. I just want to say thanks to everybody who is following us on Instagram and Twitter and in our Facebook group. Um, it's cute. It's fun having fun with the whole social media thing. So please look for us on Instagram. Grab your phone now and type, type, type. So mouse and weens. That's us. Um. And YouTube. Yeah, you really... I, can we shout out for our friend, the Doug guy? Sounds really cool. We're going to be doing a podcast or an interview with him. Yeah, we have some fun people coming up that we're going to interview that you guys will be excited about. So, Do you want to plug No, not yet. Their let's, names? let's not give it away because it'll be a mystery. But just know they're going to be good. Some okay. Some big ones. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just wanting to ask you how you are. Today is Sunday. It's a beautiful day. Did you go to church? <laughs> we are not the <laughs> church going type. We really just are not. We believe more in being spiritual and. Uh, hey, what are you doing? You're making noise. Love thy neighbor. Sorry, I was putting my beer down. <laughs> if you have to. Are you drinking a beer again? Yeah. Again? What do you mean? I had one. Okay. It's the middle of the afternoon on Sunday. It's She's drinking for Jesus. Baloney. Antichrist. It's 6.30 p.m. It's... Oh, I haven't gone out. It's, it's, <laughs> I took a nap. <laughs> it still looks late. Oh, okay. I know. It's getting to be summertime. No, we don't go to church and we just try to teach by good deeds and being spiritual and knowing there's a higher power and love thy neighbor. And we talk about all the great leaders that taught good messages so that's kind of Shomer Chavez where we come from <laughs> you're so <funny>. Shomer Chavez <laughs> isn't that from Big Lebowski no hey um I thought it was the big you... Jesus with the bowling guy what's his name that too that don't fuck with the Jesus that's right but now Mouse yes. um Shomer Chavez is a different one but I think there's the Shiva okay oh my god wait what I just woke up from a nap my brain when you have your Sabbath your oh my god! What's the day where you don't do anything from Sabbath. sundown on Friday? Yeah, okay, yeah, good. You're good. Oh, I'm embarrassed. Can I edit this? Out? It, I seem like <laughs> do whatever such a you want. Young. You have the anyway. Power. Do you? I would think as a family, like remember in our family, Dad for a brief period wanted to create more uh, of a family bond, and he just wanted us to have like a family meal. I'm gonna keep saying family on Sunday where we just. Turn off all, yeah. Turn off our television that had push buttons and thirteen channels. <laughs> Let's turn that old box off because that was just and sapping our life away. It was sapping our life away because we got two channels: channel two, yes, and then channel ten, which was like the Cosby Show, <laughs> and then the news, and then there was some weird in between channel where we got to see a flash of a boob every now and in between the, <laughs> the fuzz scramble of porn. <laughs> yeah. Cinemax. I would sit there and wait for hours for a flash of something. <laughs> I was <know. laughs> such a perv. Oh, did you? Oh, uh, I went through a phase. Yeah, when was that? I guess maybe college. No, I was such a prude though. I was. I didn't dabble very much till I got out of the house. So, yeah. I'm gonna write a song. It's called. Oh no. 
The prude and the perv. The prude and the perv. That's our next podcast. It's coming out next season. Yeah. No, I don't know. Two sisters in one family. One one stays abstinent. One is horny. The prude and the perv. I'm just kidding. All right. Now back to church stuff. Yeah. So we went through a phase where we tried out different churches. And and then we ended up settling on... um, on Robert Schuler on TV, right? We watched some Sunday church sessions. The Hour of Power. The Hour of Power. At the Crystal Cathedral. Yes, and in Garden Grove, California. But we had to, um, Dad was so worried that commercials and sitting too close to the TV were bad for us that we would have to put throw blankets over our head so we couldn't watch the commercials because he couldn't no. trust us to close our eyes during the commercials. So we would sit what? there with blankets over our head. You don't remember this? I remember doing blankets over my head, but I thought it was in protest because then they had the little holes in it because they were crocheted, and then I would stick my middle fingers out the holes. Oh, the nice. whole show because I was rebelling and silence. That's right. You tell them. There. That is a great visual. I'm going to draw a cartoon of that of you <laughs> <laughs> flipping off the authorities. No, we would. Um, I think that was just a byproduct that it happened to be crocheted what? throw blankets that we could peek through, and he didn't realize we were actually watching the commercials through the hole. It was great. Wait, we had to throw. Do you know how insane that yeah. is? Yeah, he would make us throw blankets over our heads so we couldn't watch the commercials because it was bad for us and bad for our eyes. And then when it was no, not cu- but bad like absorbing advertising, right? Like he hated to be I think, forced to listen to messages. I think it was all of it though. I think he was worried about our eyesight and our brains and the messages. Yeah, the whole shebang. So because imagine uh, that. we did grow up in a crazy, uh, it was a little wacky. There were some wacky control things going on. Nothing like bad and abusive, just like strange, just strange. artsy, well-intentioned, kind of like, but poorly delivered kind of stuff. Not like funny, haha, just like funny, strange. <laughs> funny, because, sad. Because remember when, okay, here's a visual. Okay. And we love our dad. He's a great guy. Yes. Right. God rest his soul. Yes. Yeah. And yes. so, but the, here is a visual. So he was very sensitive to noise and light, but, and he would some, somehow he got on a kick of vacuuming on the, on Sunday. Like he suddenly took up the chore of vacuuming, yeah. which there would be phases of a thing that would happen. It would never happen again. So there was a period when he was vacuuming. Yeah. Do you remember it only the, happened... the tuna helper phase? He went in a phase where he was helping make meals with mom and every time it was his turn it was tuna helper okay go ahead vacuuming <laughs> yeah yeah there would be like phases like that and then they would never happen again yeah so there was a vacuuming phase when i don't know what maybe he lost a bet he was vacuuming but he was sensitive to light so i remember he had sunglasses on and he was also sensitive to noise so he would have big but they were like the airline pilot right landscaper like big Goggle, I mean, uh, earmuffs. Yeah. You know, like you see Headphones. the guys doing the planes down the runway. Right. Those guys. Right. And then um, he wanted to, I don't know, not get sweaty. Maybe it was in the summer, but there was no shirt. And then there were like dolphin shorts. <laughs> oh, I know, because he didn't want fleas to stick to him because we had a cat. Yeah. And then he also wanted to be able to see the fleas because he didn't want to vacuum and have fleas crawling up his legs. Yeah. So he would have really tall tube socks, the ones with the stripes. No, no. He, all the way up to his knees. He would wear rubber boots. 
He would wear rubber boots. I remember the tube socks so he could see the fleas and pick them off his socks. Okay, yeah. Well, he would throw on boots occasionally too. Big rubber boots. Okay, so the rubber boots were probably the evolution of this because he decided, ah, oh, the fleas will just climb fall on off in the rubber and boots. Dig their way in. Yeah. Yeah. That was totally normal. Remember how he used to sleep? He would sleep straight on his back like a vampire, tuck himself in, arms straight by his side, fall asleep with he would take a black sock, and that was his eye mask over his eyes. And then he would always wear earplugs, but when he'd run out of earplugs, he'd just use marbles. <laughs> so he, what? Yeah. He had little white marbles sticking out of his ears. Oh, and, I kind of remember white marbles. Yeah, and that's how he would sleep. Just like, um. And then, but then there would sometimes be notes on the door that said, TMing, Transcendental Meditation. Yeah. And he would do it in the yeah. bathtub, and... And then he'd also like write. hours in the bathtub. He would write in the bathtub. He he made, like, out of two-by-fours and plywood, uh, like, a desk that would straddle the bathtub so he could lay in the bathtub and write. And, it, you know, it had a certain angle, like, a certain degree with his books and pillows. And, yeah, he had all. But then the water would get cold. I remember one time touching the water and it being freezing. Like, he was just what in this chilled doing? bath. <laughs> yeah. I but know. that was this little place, and you'd have candles. It was all like dark, and and then I, mean, I guess it's not so weird in this age of new age, but back, but I don't yeah, know. in the eighties when it's all you know Reagan corporate shoulder pads, that was pretty wackadoodle, and yeah. but back to the sleeping too, he couldn't handle wiggly beds, so he, mom and dad, luckily they had a big enough room, and they had a king size bed for him because he was six foot four, a big dude. And then they squished up a little full-size bed for mom next to it. And then mom sewed a huge quilt that covered both beds together. So it was this custom <laughs> quilt. And I do remember, yeah. they had the, a monstrous bed. I mean, it was huge. It took up the whole room. But just so that it he could sleep nicely without any disturbances. <laughs> There's like poor mom over there who sleeps so lightly. And then we were a little but you know, I mean, out at but night. then. Like mom and Cowboy D, she's married to Cowboy. Did we talk about Cowboy D? We haven't yet. Anyway, I think yeah. But uh, they sleep. You know, they'll cuddle and snuggle up at night, and then they move to their respective rooms to sleep in separate beds because he snores yep. and, and they've kicks and everything. And she's such a light sleeper, so they. He's even gotten surgery to fix the snore, and it hasn't worked. Has he ever so tried I mean, I, a CPAP machine? Did he ever do one of those? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. The C three PO thing or whatever the Darth Vader right. oxygen Breathing mask thing. apnea. Um, but I do. What do you think? I mean, do you sleep with your husband fine in one bed? Yeah, it's great. We hop in bed. He's very cuddly. We spoon, and I read my phone. I can't fall asleep right away, so it takes me a while. And then we slowly kind of roll away, and it's all good. And usually, uh, here we go again. But I get gas. Ugh. And then that oh, just Jesus. disgusts him, and then he flips over really fast. And he like, <laughs> and he, he's like, please don't. I'm really trying not to, but I think he's asleep, so I kind of let one slide out. And Under the covers, though? You don't even, like, yeah. push it out to the side? Right on, his, really right on his crotch when he's spooning me. Why? <laughs> that, and you... Because we're all quiet, with and you. everyone seems asleep, so I'm just kind of like, huh. Oh. He won't but notice. you could wake someone out of a dead. They could. He could be in a coffin. And I do. Like half dead, and you would wake him up. I feel bad. Sitting. I don't want to be this way, but I don't what want happens? a stomachache either. Like you have to 
find the It balance. happens when she lays down. I think you should spend an hour laying down somewhere else by yourself. I do. Now I cuddle room. with the dog in the bathroom on our little rug and try to get it out this that way. Poor dog. <laughs> it's so awful. <laughs> I know. He loves it. He's right up in it. He's so well, happy. He'll take it. Yeah, my dog. All right. So, so yeah. Yes. Back to, uh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, no. So you stayed inside all day. I wanted to hear if you go to church. I want to hear about your church stuff. Oh, I met people this morning at a local coffee shop in Atwater Village, where I live, close to Glendale. And uh, and there's some nice, fine friends from the local neighborhood, and we discussed life. See? By the way, I used to think disgust was spelled D-I-G-U-S-T. Like, and I remember having to... This is so stupid. I was like 18, and I got like fake ecstasy pills because I really wanted to try ecstasy and they were like these herbal ecstasy <laughs> and then we tried Isn't them. that a shampoo? Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no. herbal ecstasy. Well, it was in the days of like, I was with, uh, I think Blake, we were boyfriend and girlfriend for a couple of years and we would just try to get high off of anything but scared <laughs> of street drugs. So we'd just go to like, we'd go to Chinatown in San Francisco. We lived over by the San Francisco state. And then we'd go to Chinatown and go to, I'd look up these medicine books from the library on herbal medicine. Oh and we'd God. go to like these weird Chinese shops where they had the little drawers and they would just pull out yeah. weird sticks and we'd point to the thing we wanted <laughs> trying. And then we'd like cook it in soup and it would always, I mean tea, and it would be this bitter, terrible tea. And we would always just end up, everything led to a headache. headache. I was going to say, it's probably yes, horrible. Yes, nothing did anything. So we got herbal ecstasy pills. I spent money and they came and we tried them and nothing happened. And then I wrote back to the company. I had called them on the phone and yelled at them. And uh-huh. then I wrote them a letter that says, I would like to get refunded fully. These didn't work as we discussed on the phone. D-I-S-G-U-S-T. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> How can you take seriously? I can't not think of that now. Whenever I see either Did of those words. Did I tell words. you that story already? No. I've got more stories than just that one. Oh. I just love that one. That's one of my favorites. When it comes oh. to typos, because that's one of my pet peeves. I hate the whole, it's, it's, there, there. and it, Your is the biggest offender on text messages is Y-O-U-R versus Y-O-U-R yeah. apostrophe. I mean... Apostrophe R. Yeah. Who's and who's. Oh, and the other one that bothers me, I'm just going to do a PSA right here. Let's talk about the difference between fewer and less. Okay. When we're talking about one big chunk of something, it's less cake. Okay. But if we're talking about pieces, individual bits, you say there's fewer pieces of cake. You can't say there's less pieces of cake. And people mess that up all the time. And I hate it. And I secretly pull out my hair every time they do it and that's just me thank you the end but then guess what we call our mother what grammar nazi grammar nazi we do you don't i don't oh why maybe that was by myself (laughs) does she well it was good she was very she says yeah, she kind of she didn't train you up. I think I'm the worst offender of well, people than because she lately though would, not even lately, but mom's been known to have a, a lot of doozies too. And hers, uh-oh. I guess hers is maybe more spelling. Mom, calling she's you out, mom. I'm sorry, so I love you, but I do sometimes. Gotta, I'll I'll let her hear a couple. <laughs> mom, okay, this, we should have a little 
uh, we'll do a little like trivia thing or whatever you want to call it. A feud, not a feud, but let's get you both on the show. Family doing feud. Yeah, a little contest or something. Or something. I know it's my dumb thing. I'm a total nerd. But you're good. You know what? You told me one thing that has stuck with me forever. What? When I was younger, like two years ago, she said, uh, <laughs> well, we were always trained to say like, Johnny and I are going to the store and Bill and I are going to, and, but then there are certain sent, uh, contexts, which you would say Fran and Johnny, Bill and me, I would like, is that where you're huh? going with Johnny, Bill and yeah, me. The me come to the store with Johnny, Bill and me like that. Okay. Wait though. No, wait, uh, let me just do it real quick. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Um, do you want to go with Johnny and me? Right. Okay. So if you, you wouldn't say, do you want to go with Johnny and I? Because if you took out the Johnny, yes, you would say, would you want to go with me? Got you wouldn't it. say, would, would you want to go with I? Dun, dun, da, 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 dun. Ding. Bop. Boop, bop, bop, bop. <laughs> Where's your text All message? Right. Bing. You got it. Grammar time. Grammar time. Grammar time. Grammar time. It's hammer time. It's grammar time. It's grammar time. Have a guitar here at all it. times. Anyway, so that's a big one because a lot of people still, I think, but that was a real clear way of explaining. I, I don't think I explained it real clear, but you did to me once, and I feel like I'm a better person. Good. It's uh, completely helped my dating life. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about your dating life. Although we were going to talk Ooh. about church, but we'll table that. Oh, we'll come Jesus. back to that. There you go. No, please. No more. Yeah, no, okay. I'd rather talk about dating life. So. Where are we? Blow off the dust, blow off the dust, blow off the dust, off my drink. Nothing's happening, nothing's happening. Someone help me, it's blow off the dust. <laughs> Seriously. Um, oh my god. I'll let you know. No. Uh, okay, so we are, you're in a holding pattern with, with boys right now, huh? Not wanting to... I. You know, you... You asked me about these things, and I really have no new information. There was a nice, the, the young flamenco gent mm-hmm. wanted to go out tonight. That's right. And? And last night, and I managed to keep pushing it one more day, uh-huh. and then I push it an additional day. And really what I need to do is have the conversation I had before, which was, I think I'd like to only date people within a few year age range of me. And I had this conversation, and suddenly it's gone back to... Maybe we can meet and go to the beach. Well, maybe and I he's will serenade. Just thinking he needs a friend. He's dinking. <laughs> thinking with a dink. Oh, dinking well. and thinking and dinking. <laughs> and is it just don't think with a dink? I don't think with my drink. Don't spread your seed inside my. <laughs> Does oh. he um disgust you? <laughs> D-I-S-C-U-S-S-E-D. Is it gross? Like, is he yucky? And you're just like, ew, get away. Because I think that's always the telltale sign. When it's not meant to be because the person is gross to you. If I were to partake in this general activity of touching and sharing (laughs) fluids, it would be something that is not, I am not compelled to do. Okay. And the end. All right. Okay. Um, okay. So, I mean, there are some people that uh, you feel compelled. But then again, I heard my uh, my picker's broken. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
My picker's broken, as someone said. <laughs> oh, for guys. I'm like, what is a picker? I know we have a Twinkie and a Dinky, and we have all these dumb names for things. I'm like, what do we name a picker? I don't remember that yeah. one. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. So we have to work on who you're hanging out with and why. So Yeah, I mean, that's a good question to ask yourself, I guess, when you find yourself in a situation where you're appalled by someone's tongue <laughs> coming at your, <laughs> your face. Why? I mean, I, I've talked to a couple of my girlfriends who are dating, and, and it really is just like, if you have that weird knee-jerk reaction to move away when someone comes towards you, mm. you cannot rationalize, because she, like my one particular friend in New York is like, she goes, it's a body thing. And you can say, oh, he was nice. We had a good conversation. He was funny. But if they go in for a hug yeah. or a kiss and you find yourself just going, eh, yeah. moving back a little, she's like, you'll never, you should just follow that lead. That's that and just chemistry thing body. or lack thereof. Yeah. And pheromones, right? If they have a weird, like, yeah. kind of smell or scent or just something you can't put your finger on. And My friend was dating someone and he said, and she was super cool. I met her and. And everything looked good on paper, and they were fun together. And then he was like, "She had a smell." Couldn't do really? It. Who is this? But they've. Can you tell me who? My friend from San Diego, who's a male, who was yes. dating someone from Hawaii, who was a female. Hmm. Do I know this person? Oh, jeez. Okay, I'll tell me later. Anyway, his name's Scott. Okay, I um, think. Okay, and you've tried. So the online dating thing right now, you don't want to deal with. And I know, and I get it. I did it. it. I did. I signed up to Bumble. Yes. Okay. So, all right. So you've done what Tinder and Bumble or, or not? No, I did. Well, it's always this half-hearted attempt. No, I did. Two years ago, I did the OkCupid because the guy at my work was, he's 35 and he was like, you got to do this. It's the bomb. It's the thing. And you should get out there and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. Okay. Talk me into trying it. And then. I was at a whole different place where I wanted to experiment. And I thought, oh, it would be fun to date younger guys. Let's just see what the allure is. Oh, and wait. So I went out so with a couple of young. Was the OK Cupid one the, the free one? And you were like, ah, you get what you pay for. Was that that one? I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe. I think you could up-level yourself if you wanted to see more who's info. like pinging you or something. I can't remember. Right. But I did it for a good... Uh, I don't know, three or four months, and I went out maybe on three... No, I went out on four dates, and the first one was nice. We met at the Culver City Hotel, mm. and it was at tea time. Cute. And we had, and he, but he turned out to be an actor, and I think... I don't know how much I knew about him before. I think I just was being like, throw caution to the wind, let's just go for it, whatever. Yeah. But he, he showed up, and he had a fringe jacket, like a 70s fringe. Oh... You know what? God, that's so callous. Who cares? He was a nice person, but then he was like an actor that was doing IT, and then he didn't sound satisfied, and I just didn't want to team up with someone who was like, oh, disgruntled wife. (laughs) Yeah, you can't. Don't fault yourself for judging. You have to have parameters, and if somebody showed up in... Yeah, a polyester bowling suit, that might be a deal breaker. That's okay. Fix you can... your picker. Fix your picker. Fix the pick. Fix the pick. Yeah. So, so I guess you do need a... I mean, he was a nice guy. Just when I found myself just not calling him back and, you know, when that happens. Yeah. Much like flamenco, you know, they're sweet guys, but I think there's just something that's not lining up and 
But that one, and then, oh my God, there was a guy I like to call Gun Trunk. Oh. And I ended up meeting him. He came out from Beverly Hills or something. He shows up in his hot BMW fancy car. And <laughs> and then we went to, I made him come here because that's my passive least resistance is come to my neighborhood. Okay. And uh, I don't like to take anything outside the parameters of my tiny <laughs> snow globe. <laughs> Yeah, Weens gets like really angry when she drives. It's the whole thing. So, come to her. I don't drive. And I didn't. You'll be in a better oh, mood. That's good. I canceled going to Lacma Museum. There's a David Hockney exhibit, and I canceled on my poor friend Pam because oh. I didn't want to drive 15 miles That's outside right. of my box. But um, <laughs> don't drive out of her box. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. Anything <laughs> coming out of my box is no good. Go into my box. I welcome you. Go off the desk. Come into my box. Okay. Sorry. So anyway, gun trunk. So he came here. We went. And I remember I didn't. This was the beginning stages of me not wanting to drink anymore because it was just getting like. I don't know. It was just starting to feel weird in my brain. Really? Remember that I was getting all those panic attacks and stuff? Yeah, well, you... It was around that same time. Mix, it might have been all... Was it what? anti-anxiety medicine mixed with alcohol and you would just kind of do weird blackout things? It was just things. like a mess. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Yeah. I was working like back-to-back jobs, which in my crazy profession, you know, you're working 12 to 15-hour days every yeah. day. And then I took like three shows in a row where I just was working constantly with no breaks and just had no life yeah. other than, and I made a lot of money and then almost killed myself. Oh, so I was at that time where I was like, and then I was having panic attacks. I didn't know what was going on. And then one of the doctors put me on Prozac and then another, or maybe it was the same guy said, here's for anti-anxiety for when you're feeling the panic attack, but here's Prozac. Cause it sounds like you're depressed. Whoa. And then I was like, drinking to calm down at night on top of that that was the going to sleep thing right yeah trying to go to sleep doesn't it have the opposite effect didn't you say alcohol would like spice you up well you well yeah i started to rationalize (laughs) all day long i mean i was like ah it sometimes wakes me up so i'll have it before i go hiking on sunday morning all you know it's just like Okay, time to settle down. <laughs> hey, 18-year-old, what's up? It wakes up? me up. It puts me to sleep. It keeps me going throughout the day. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I had to, like, put the kibosh on all of the impurities in my system, I think. Yeah, you went so, cold turkey with everything. That's good. But I went, I remember I was, like, on a 30-day kick where I didn't drink for 30 days. And then I went and met with Gun Trunk. And <laughs> Why do you call him Gun Trunk? Uh, okay, go ahead. Well, I'll tell you. But, um, so then for some reason I just let it all loose. It was like a Sunday afternoon and then we met at this place and then it was like the beer, he ordered a stout and I'm like, oh, I'll just, like, I went 30 days without drinking. Like, I'll have a beer, which soon led to whiskey shots, Oh God. which like, and then suddenly the guy's back in my house and I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then he started talking about being from Florida <sighs> And how he voted for Trump. Oh. And how, and that's where the guy should have got the boot. Yeah. But uh, then, you know, three whiskey shots later. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Tell me about your philosophy of shite. <laughs> Florida and Trump. Oi. Yeah. Uh. And then started talking about guns. And he started saying why guns are important. And then he's like, well, I have some in the trunk. And I was like, oh, let's see them. 
So he brings in, <gasps> he brings no in his way. guns. <laughs> and then he taught me how to load a gun. And this is after, this is the first time I'm meeting this guy in my house. Oh my These are God. all the dating no-nos. Nobody follow this advice. First of all, don't get drunk on a first date. Uh, if anyone voted for Trump, immediately kick them out. And, and don't invite them in your house with semi-automatic weapons. Oh my God. So anyway. So how did you get him soon- to... Sorry, Charlotte walked in and interrupted me a little bit. How did you get him out of your house? What happened? Oh, no, I kept him here. Oh, <laughs> he never left? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he blew some dust off my trick. He brought the guns in. <laughs> a gun trunk. Oh, oh my God. My God. But then his name became Gun Trunk. And <laughs> How many dates did happened. you go on with him? I went to his house one time, and he lived somewhere in Beverly Hills and had this cool apartment, and then, okay, here's, this is the other thing. This is when I decided I really could not get along with this guy, besides all of the other stuff. I must have been so dead. I was in a period where I just was trying to, like, like be non-judgmental. Yeah. I was like, this gets you into total trouble, by the way. Be judgmental. <laughs> you have to judge people, because they're nuts. That's part and- of your picker. Yeah, yeah, that's the picker part. Uh, trust your picker, folks. But um, I was at his house and he's got this really nice apartment. Everything was all fancy and clean and cool. And then he was like, are you, uh, do you want, I think he offered me scotch, Lafroig, which I love the smoky scotch. Mm. And um, I was like, sure. And then I went to like go get a glass and I opened his cabinet and he had no food except for like a oh. hundred cans of tuna. What? And I was like, you know, I would love scotch, but I'm kind of hungry. I'm just wondering if there's, if you happen to have any tuna. <laughs> but I really feel like having tuna. Do you have any? And I'm like looking at the cabinet with a hundred tuna cans in it. And then he was like, yeah, I mean, it's right in front of you if you want to paint. And I was like, duh, forget this guy. <laughs> was he in a weight, like lifting? Was it a protein thing? Yes, he was one of those guys. Oh, yeah. He was in a, except he was kind of chubby, but of course all of his pictures you know, it was the, I fell for it all. The picture of the showing his stomach. Gun trunk. Like, hey. <laughs> he showed his gun trunk. Yeah. He showed me a semi-automatic weapon later. Uh-huh. It was, I mean, his semi-auto. <laughs> <laughs> he sunk me with his pink torpedo semi-automatic weapon fleshy. Come on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's getting old now. Sorry, guys. Uh... Um, comedy comes in threes when you start going four and five. <laughs> It's a little too much. Too much. Um, but I get excited. When someone laughs, you just keep going. Sorry. Anyway, I know. so. I'm driving this. So you cut him off. Drunk. He was done. Yeah, that guy was done. Oh, he said I got, he said I got mean when we. What? Uh, yeah, I get the, I guess it was a drunky mean. He was like, you're mean. <laughs> really? Well, you probably well, have I no tolerance. because he voted for Trump. Yeah, and you, right. Yeah, so that's good. So your true colors, maybe that's what you need. You need to drink a little more so your picker gets fixed. <laughs> your yeah. true colors come out. You're not Start so calling nice. calling people out. Right? Wow. Yep. So that yeah, was so number two. Was... Did you have a number three? Yeah, one, he was a 30-year-old snowboarder, and he was super cute. Oh, I remember these, these stories. Yeah. Oh, this is another one, though. Okay, first of all, you're supposed to get to know people before you get weird with them. Um, <laughs> get freaky? <laughs> I mean, this guy, I think we went out a couple times, and then it was, once again, I made him come to the neighborhood, and he was so shy. Oh. Just, like, sweet, shy, but kind of, like, 
really, really awkwardly shy. Um, was this the one that he wanted to go to coffee or something first? Like, it was very slow moving. I think so. Yeah. I mean, you know, I put the kibosh on that. Like, let's go get drinks. <laughs> so we met at the place by my house and had some beers. And then, but then he was, apparently I had, I told you this before, the thing that said like 420 friendly. It was oh, checked. that was him. Okay. Yeah. So he came over with this whole like little alchemy set of weed and little <laughs> jars and I was like, do you mind if I smoke? So he was just high all the time. Opened his trench coat and all the little canisters were hanging yes. there. Nice. Yeah. That's a good look. Would you like to buy an O <laughs> round? <laughs> Sesame Street references, you have friendly millennials. Friendly millennials. But anyway, so at some point, we'll just say 10 dates later, it was that night he ended up in the sack. and uh, <laughs> What sack? kidding um it it was a flower sack that i keep in my back and i make sure that everybody's clean they have to jump in the flower sack shake off the nits and the mites yeah that's smart good no really it was i did not sleep with any of these people on the first date and there was no sleeping oh so it's just (laughs) it's so stupid I don't want you. You got momless mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> Play to back when I was young. Yeah. This yeah. Anyway, so but the guy was, he was real nervous. He was real sweet, but real like if I I remember like touching his skin and he shook. Oh. Like shook and and it was sad and I felt like I was like oh I think maybe you need to go home and I think he lived with his mom. Oh. You might have been yeah. his like first lady. Maybe. I mean, he was really socially awkward, so I didn't, I felt really uncomfortable. So nothing happened. Uh, Okay. There was just some skin touching shakes. (laughs) Like a little hairless chihuahua. Aw, that's so sweet. On a snowboard. (laughs) To snowboarding and picture taking. So we we shared photos. That's cute. You were the scary older lady for him. Wow. That's the usual. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, let, can we please talk? What's your weirdest date? No, no, no. Well, so let's close this out, though, with you and dating. So when you don't have any interest in doing this again, because I'm thinking you need to get off the Tinders and the Bumbles and go to, like, eHarmony, where you can make a real serious profile. And even though it's got the stigma of being for old people, like, maybe that's what you need. Somebody that's kind of been through life and knows what they want now. And it could be That would be fine. A real Someone thing. nice and... Yeah. Settled and ready to be in a... I might go on the the Jewish date one. There you go. Would that be weird? No, do that. Yeah, what is it called? J-date, right? That would be good. Is it J-date and Gentiles? I would be the one weird person that's like, can I creep into your world? You guys seem <laughs> a lot more stable. Would you like that? Would that be weird to you? Jewish guys? Yeah, have you been with a Jewish guy or around lots of Jewish families? Yeah, and... no, they're nice. Yeah, yeah, a lot of friends and yeah. It's all good. Good. It's all good. But what I if what if it was a requirement that you convert and do the whole Jewish thing, would you? Wait, are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, sometimes they go on J-Date just because that's what they're looking for, too. So, got to think of that. <laughs> oh, I can oh see God. you. No, you're too ethereal to settle down on any one religion, I think. I think it's beyond that at this point in time. I think it would just, you know. Yeah, can we please immediately get off the topic of dating? <laughs> I'm starting to get you're sweaty You're all done. Bombs. Okay, all right. That's good. Well, 
You went on. Tell me. I want to hear a couple of deets that you went on. All right. Do you remember any? It's been a while. I know. It's been a while. Um, You're very, like, forthcoming. You're upfront, and you tell people. Like, did you get into weird situations where you... I... Well, okay. So, my whole dating history, I'm very kind of monogamous and loyal. So, my first boyfriend, I dated for a year when I was 16 to 17. Then, from... I guess 17 to 18, I kind of went through a little hoe phase where I was just kind of having fun and playing the field a little bit. And it was just, you know, we're seniors and senior trip and whatever. And then started college and dated, got together with um, a guy who's older than me from high school. We knew each other from high school and we dated for like four years. So that was kind of like What's the first name? R. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were together for four years, but we just t- kind of turned into best friends, and he was still into it, but I just kind of wasn't. I grew out of it, and that was really sad. I didn't want to hurt him, but I finally ended up breaking up with him when he went off to law school. So then... Why are you like the lawyer? I know. Who knew, right? Just nice, straight-laced boys. But he was also the rocker, though. He was the one that lived in Hollywood for a while and was in a rock band. Didn't Billy Idol crash in his front yard? Yes! Yeah, he lived in Billy Idol's old crash house. Yeah, he crashed his motorcycle into his front yard before before he lived there. But what do you think happened? Like, oh, I thought, so he lived there and then moved out because... And then he crashed into his own house like he was driving by staring at his old apartment. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. No, I, yeah, no, I meant the house that he crashed into. It wasn't Billy Idol's oh, okay. house. <laughs> yeah, but that was a wacky time. I would go up to L.A. because I was down in San Diego in college, and he was going to UCLA and doing the rock band thing at night. And it was it was funny. We would go out to Whiskey Go-Go and all these oh, clubs. God. At like and, and the night doesn't start till eleven PM, you know, and you're out all night and uh and these guys Did you like it? I mean it was novel, it was kinda cool, but it was icky. Like I knew that wasn't my happy place. I knew that wasn't my scene and I was just kinda Ugh, going along like for the ride house. because it was like you're you're that age, it's like, Oh, it's all good, you're nineteen twenty and whatever. You're with your boyfriend and yeah. that was such a glam rock oh totally. Whiskey go-go. Yeah. Like, he was such a super into that other ball scene. Ugh. Yeah, but it was right when um it was starting to get more indie rock kind of stuff so he was into more like the replacements and so his sound was a little better he was a bassist and yeah it was fun and all his buddies were fun but they were all but they were like smart rockers I don't know if that's a category but they would dabble but they were all really intelligent guys that you know would do a little bit of bad stuff but not a lot I don't know it was cool it was fine but um yeah yeah I'm trying to think of any wild stories from that? I can't even remember now. I'd need to, like, talk to him. I haven't talked to him in years. You ran into, oh, my God, you ran into John Fasciani and Flea on the street. Oh. That was a different time, but didn't you go back to his house oh, and you know, the gun yes, to your head? Yes, yes, This is... Do you want to enlighten us with this story? I guess. I mean, I hope this doesn't become a weird Me Too thing, but, yeah, so... When was that? Okay, so when you and I were in San Francisco and we went to the Chili Peppers show, that was what? 89. 89. Okay, so we first met them in 89, and you'll have to tell that story someday. But 
Anyway, so we had that memory from 89. So this must have been 91 or 92. We were down. I didn't live full-time in San Diego yet. I was still up in Northern California going to junior college. And we came down with mom and dad, um, just my friend and I, and we all went on a summer vacation in San Diego. Were you there? You might have been there. But anyway, she and I took the minivan, the maroon brown paneled minivan up to Hollywood. I'm like, I got to show you Hollywood. It's it's so cool because I think I was, was I dating? Yeah. You already had experience there. We'll I think so. Yeah. Maybe we're in a breakup phase or I can't remember the timeline. Anyway, took her to, to Hollywood and Vine. We parked the minivan at like Hollywood and Vine in some weird little parking lot. We got out of the minivan and we're like, okay. And our plan was just to walk the, you know, Boulevard of the Stars, whatever. She was obsessed with Axl Rose. Yes. So you're probably looking for Axl Rose. Guns N' Roses. Totally into that whole scene. Anybody from that group. And so we were like in a star site and just walk around. And, and then we were just going to find a cheap hotel room somewhere, stay the night, and then go back in the morning. It was just like girls night on the town. Well, we walk out of our car and... Honestly, like we took three steps on the sidewalk and then Flea and John from the Chili Peppers were walking toward us. I'm like, hey, hi, do you remember me? And I had to like jog their memory and they're like, oh yeah, hey, how are you? And they're eating burritos or something. I'm like, great. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I don't know. We're just going to walk around. What should we go see? And they were like, well, why don't you come back to our house? We're having a party. And we were like, okay. And they are like, can we get a ride? So we were like, sure. So we piled them into in the, the minivan. minivan? Yeah, we're oh, in the Dodge Caravan. And we're driving along. And my friend is like, wait, who are these guys? Because she was not into the whole <laughs> alternative, like, funk scene or anything. She just liked the straight up, like, long haired rocker guys. So she didn't really even know who they were. And so we're driving, and we went up, like, Mulholland or something, and so I think it was John's house up in the hills, and... It was in Laurel Canyon, I Laurel Canyon, okay. And, right? yeah, probably, you know the story, but, or you know the area, I don't remember any other street names, but we get out, go into his house, just a bunch of dudes, like, the place is pretty trash, there's a pool table... Whose house is this, John's? I think John's, Flea's? yeah, John's, I know, it wasn't Fleece, so it was John's, and pool in the back, it was just kind of like a... 70s 80s house like a tri-level you know you step in and then step up a couple steps and nothing fancy it looked like a Brady Bunch house and um they were all playing ping pong and pool and in the in the hot tub and we went out and kind of walked around and we weren't like really into partying and stuff I think I had a beer and she was scared too she was like I because she didn't drink or do anything and we just kind of milled around and talked to the guys but of course we're, we're like younger girls wearing short shorts and the whole thing so we're eye candy and so everybody's coming up and but we ended up sitting dangling our feet into the hot tub while Flea was in there and he was really nice he was talking all about you know so where do you go to school what do you want to do and and he was really sweet and he was talking about his wife and his kid and and but right next to him there was like some band dude and he had his butt up to the hot tub jet the whole time and he was just like ah, ah. it's just like high on something and we were just having a conversation about life goals and career paths while this guy was just shooting up his rear end so random but anyway so the night continues and we um end up 
I don't know, everyone's high and like, you know, passing out everywhere and we're like all in heroin at that time right i don't know what's going on no one was doing stuff right in front of us so we were pretty like i don't know we didn't know but they were like well instead of getting a hotel why don't you guys just stay here we have a guest room i was like okay and in the meantime flea was like can you drive me home though i'm not gonna stay so i drove him home and i got a tour of his house and i got an autograph and he was like really nice oh my god but yeah and then didn't you say he had a really cool place too yeah it was funky he had one room that he had put he collected hats so it was you walk into the you open the door and it was just like a small little i don't know 12 by 12 room but it was probably four feet high filled with hats and he like grabbed one off the top of the pile like you had to kind of wade through it and grabbed one he's like yeah this is the one from and it was whatever he dressed up like some funk guy and it was some dude in platform shoes that walked with goldfish bowls in his heels it was some like oh yeah yeah spoof on uh bootsy collins yeah bootsy collins or something yeah yeah so he was like he showed me the hat from that some pimps and hoes movie or something anyway and yeah, so he was fine. He was sh- oh, that was I'm going to get you sucker. Okay, there you go. Thank you. He's showing me posters. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to get this made into a tattoo. And should I put it here or here? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think he had a shirt off or something. Anyway, super random, but he was nice. And then I went back to, you know, go collect my friend and be like, should we really stay here? And at that point, she was already like, yeah, let's just stay in this room. And I'm like, okay. But then John Frusciani was like, hey come here, I want to show you the upstairs. I showed you the upstairs. I'm like, okay, just naive and stupid. And he's showing me like the gold records hanging on the walls as we're walking up the stairs. And then we go up in his bedroom and he like tries to kiss me and he like kind of pins me down on the bed. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not that kind of girl. And I'm like trying to push him off. And he was obviously high on whatever. And he was holding my shoulders down and he reached either under his pillow or under his bed and he pulled out like a revolver and he held it to my head and was like, okay, where do you think you're going now? And you think you're so great. You're up on some pedestal. You're going to tell me no. And I was like, what? yeah. And somehow I just pushed him off me and I'm like, get the fuck off me and walked out of there, stormed out of there and went down into the guest room. And my friend was down there. She's like, what happened? I'm like, uh, we just have to go to sleep. And so we pushed like the dresser up against the door. We barricaded ourselves into the room. He ended up passing out somewhere, I think. And we snuck out of there at like five in the morning as the like first light was coming up and we like moved the dresser and snuck out. And I'm sh- oh, it was freaking scary. So that's were you scared? I thought you were like defiant. I, thought I was, was defiant, like, but so cool. it hit me after you freaked out. Yeah. As soon as I like barged out of the room. I was like, oh, that was really dangerous. I don't even know if he... This is so uh, insane. Yeah. So that was that, was that story. Is... Oh, my God. Crazy. I wonder if we could... Like, if... I don't... Whatever. No, I don't even have my facts straight. I mean, but it is how it is. That's how it happened with, you know, some details changed. But there's no proof. That's the thing with these situations. If, they, if you don't have, like, hardcore proof, it's he said, she said. And, I mean, the guy was high out of his gourd on who knows what well and... that's the scariest part like right. who knows what, what happened at least it wasn't meth or something way more speedy like at least he's probably like uh, but i think he was triggered. probably doing coke or shooting it i know there was like yeah i i read up on him after the fact because it kind of like you push it to the back of your mind you just kind of go oh that was a gross phase and you don't really want to think about it and 
I don't know, with all this Me Too stuff, it did come back up. I was like, oh my God, I that was a crazy situation. I'm really lucky. That's insane. Nothing happened. Oh my yeah. And, and that was when they were still, like, Mother's Milk had just gone to the top of the charts. Like, it was a big, they were kind of pretty famous already yeah, at that time. Yeah, it was, I think it was the next that album after the, that. Under the Bridge, right? I think so, that. I think so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's nuts. It was crazy. And he ended up, like, all of his teeth fell out because he was so jacked up on heroin for so many years. Like, yeah. Somehow, either I knew someone that was his, his dad was the dentist of John Frusciante and, like, reconstructed all of his teeth. Oh, my <laughs> God. And he looks totally different now. He has, like, a different yeah. nose shape. And, yeah, and I guess he had all these skin infections. Like the Jesus, John Turturro. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Don't fuck with the Jesus. That's right. Yeah, he had yeah. skin infections from shooting up, and then he had, like, gum infections from just being and he was totally sick and then he went through rehab and got well and went back into the band but then I don't think he's in it anymore I think they they're back to Dave Navarro maybe I don't even know but yeah it was a crazy phase and then and then we just bopped home in our caravan in the in the minivan like nothing happened and oh girls how was your trip and we're like fine it was fun we saw Hollywood yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, okay. And ah, uh, sorry, mom. This might be the first time you're hearing the story, but I'm okay. And I learned my lesson. Kids out there, PSA chat. number two: Do not hang out. Not go to rock star <laughs> heroin addict homes. Yeah, don't go to anyone's in short shorts. house party. Yeah. Ugh. But see, look at what I just said. That's a terrible thing. Like, don't show up in clothes that are somehow. Prom- I'm so. Well, no, I know it's that's you can wear whatever you want. Just I'm kidding. Be safe at the same time and surround yourself with good protective friends and make the right decisions because yeah. I was reading a book called The Women's Room by Marilyn French, which is <laughs> I've been watching documentaries on feminism. Yeah. And uh, nice. this is a biting social commentary on an emotional world gone silently haywire. The Women's Room is in a time was in its time a modern allegorical novel that offered piercing insight into social norms accepted so blindly and revered so completely it questions those accepted norms and poignantly examines the world of hopeful believers looking for new truths. That didn't wow. really tell you what the what this was about, except that it's about women and oppression from men and how come they weren't equal and hmm. this is a big important book yeah the patriarchy when was it published when did that come out uh let me look but i know that i was watching this really good suffrage documentary and, and uh let's see this was published in 76 wow so one of the originals so, yeah i know forward by gloria steinem it's our lady important stuff and yeah it worries me having a daughter that you know she's entering into this phase but more so with the boys in fact I talked to my oldest one. He's going through the health ed part of seventh grade right now. And we had some good discussions, I think, you know, talking about when it's okay to, you know, go forward with things and not to. And so I'm just trying to impart whatever knowledge I can. Of course, they're going to kind of do what they want to do as it comes along. But I hope with with us, yeah, I don't know where we went wrong. Can we get the littlest into some... Like martial art classes, though, I think oh, yeah. we should really get her trained up to yeah. do some self-defense. Yeah, for sure. And not even self-defense. Let's have her just be kick-ass. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't need to defend herself. She needs to just be... A strong like, girl who can do anything. 
Yes. Yeah, I know. That message is so important. Just, you know, you don't need a guy to do this, that, or the other for you. You can do it yourself and be strong and stand up for what you believe in and don't cave for the boys unless and you want to. Really fight if you have to. Yeah. And like I, I, don't, I don't know how to do that. Oh, I shouldn't say this out loud because someone will find me <laughs> over in the back alley. All right, we'll take a course together. Let's take a course and... Then we'll be armed. I did take a course, actually. Um, I can't, but what, <laughs> you, you have your old people videos. I took a pottery course, and <laughs> <laughs> if I would only get my stuff glazed, if I would stick around long enough, I'd have something to throw at someone that would be hard. Right now, it would just crumble on your face, because I can never take a class all the way through, because I have to start working suddenly. Right. right? So I have a bunch of, like, weird pinch pots <laughs> that aren't fired. <laughs> could just start throwing those this is the only class in self-defense i took oh i love it no you know your bird peck from volunteering in the old folks Uh, home yes she sat she would how often would you go you you worked there right or was it i worked at a it was like a volunteer for elderly care yeah and i worked there every i remember you getting mad at me because it was way in poway and you we had lived over by the beach oh how uh, funny you were out here that's wild. Yeah, it was so far away. I did, it twice. At the I did time. elder care in New York, and then I did it here. I like the old people. Yeah, I always think they need help. And uh, yeah, they. Oh, I got an old guy. Yeah. Anyway, they taught me a bird move where you pin- imagine pinching all of your fingers together in a long beak-like fashion, <laughs> like you're gonna do a Kermit the Frog puppet hand. <laughs> and they taught all the old people to jab people in the eye like that. Yeah. But then there were these sweet little elderly. You know, they could barely lift their prunes, and they were just like, poke, poke. <laughs> like, nobody was doing it fast and hard. It was just, but it, oh. Aww, that's sweet. That's not funny. It's cute. I like the visual. It's like a little exercise class of poking bird beaks. I like it. Or, like, facts that's of life. Sweet. Put your keys between your fingers when you walk to your car as, like, a little stabby, jabby move. And that was an important Facts of Life episode. They were taking a self-defense class, right. and they were all sitting around, and a man ran through in the middle of the class and stole someone's purse and ran out. And then the teacher said, all right, what color shirt was he wearing? And nobody could identify. Oh. So he said, you have to be keep astute observational skills. That's like your um, game show that your commercial was just featured on. Yeah. That was the whole gist right. of that. We loved it. We watched that whole thing as a family. I'm going to, can I, I post that somewhere? I'm going to post that sure. on our social media. Okay. There's a game show called Eyewitness. That's right. With the guy who did like the funniest home videos, not Saget, but another guy. Yeah. He and, was the uh, one that did, um, uh, oh, Talk Soup. He did Talk Soup and then he went on John something and then he went on to do the, yeah. what was that That's obstacle funny. course? competition oh, with the big yeah, balls yeah, that one. i can't think of it the avengers or something no, yeah we'll think of it anyway i'll post that oh, wipe out wipe out yay you're good dang and a second yeah they had to watch things and make observations and then it was a contest report back of all these observations they would ask questions and your mockumentary no infomercial wait what do you call that my parody commercial parody that commercial. i shot i was working on the aquabat super show and I would sometimes do the write and direct the parody commercials, and I did one one weekend with my friends in San Diego. Where, I, but then the guys, when I showed them the video, they said, "Ooh, those actors are too old. So can you shoot? We like the video, but just shoot them with younger actors." Uh-huh. So I shot it again, and then I just had this other video that was sitting 
on Vimeo in the archives, and someone from Fox TV found really? it and put it on the game show. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. There was no, cool. you didn't promote it. It was just sitting out there, and they found it. Yeah, they just found it. Wild. I don't know how. That's cool. But it was like. 2500 bucks that's super cool so, all right i'm gonna post yeah. that so on that note we should close it up but um okay. yeah go to we have a new youtube channel i was trying to say that earlier so i'm gonna post this on the youtube channel along with i'm slowly putting all our episodes up there too so if um people listen to youtube for podcasts instead of whatever other methods it's there now so yeah i'm feeling really guilty about the elderly bird poke why they're cute. I mean, it was true. So at what point are you observing or you're just talking about something? And at what point are you making fun of something? Don't worry. Don't feel bad. Okay. It's just a situational, observational, comedic moment. But with importance. And the, the bottom line is you were there helping these folks. And they were learning little skills. And I love them. And I did help them. Yeah. Out. It's just a sweet visual. It's cute to think of. Okay. Yeah. Just the little... Poke. Yeah, poke. poke, poke, poke. All right, so, Weens, I love you. You're the best. I love you too. All right. Hey, we love we love you guys also out there. And we love life. And I love this beer. I'm gonna go finish it and um, tuck my kids in, like the good mom that I am. All right. Okay, bye bye. Thanks for joining Mouse and Weens. I know we talked too much about Franks and Beans, and I promise we have smarts, but we like to talk about farts. Mouse and wings, mouse and wings.